Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Justin Nelson is going to talk the breakers. It is their last home game of the night, or of the, well, I should say not of the night, of the season, before we start to get into the playoffs. Question is, is the game actually going to go on? I'm not sure what the situation is in and around Vector Arena. I'm not sure what the situation is, but we will talk to Justin Nelson and we will get a bit of a feel on, firstly, what he thinks will happen this afternoon. And if not, we'll just have a general chat about the season as a whole. Justin Nelson, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, welcome. How are you? Uh, very good morning. Certainly feeling for everybody around uh, Auckland at the moment. Just quite incredible what we're seeing flashed across the news and, and media and online down here in Wellington. So our thoughts are with you all. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, you spend a lot of time up here, Justin. You know, we're a, we're a city with, you know, 40 or 50 volcanic peaks. You just don't associate Auckland with flooding, but it's absolutely unbelievable. Uh, look, it's the home last um, home game of the season for the Sky City Breakers, taking on Melbourne United. Um, do Have you had any updates on whether this game will go ahead or not at Vector? Yeah, look, I, I spoke to um, uh, GM Simon Edwards earlier this morning from the uh, from the Sky Sport Breakers, and at, at the moment, it's it's all systems go. I mean, they're awaiting some updates themselves, but I can tell you that Melbourne United are in town. Um, the the Breakers have been on court uh, this morning at their shoot around, so all systems go at the moment. But certainly for for fans who have tickets and planning to go there, and from all reports, a lot of tickets sold for this game tonight. Uh, you know, just keep an eye out for the news. It's coming through thick and fast at the moment. But uh, at this stage, all systems go. The only worry they've got at the moment, um, the, the Australian NBL, is just around uh, the officials, the referees. Uh, again, talking with, with Simon this morning, um, I know one of the officials coming in from Australia was diverted to Christchurch. Um, so they're waiting for that official to arrive in Auckland. Um, and I know that, that one other, I think, out of Australia is uh, held up at the moment. Mm, yeah, I asked the question because I'm actually taking my son. We've got 10 kids going this afternoon or this evening. So sort of asking, I guess, on my own behalf, not quite sure how we need to play this one. Uh, but fingers crossed, hopefully we do get along. He's super excited. He's going to go along in his LA Lakers gear and his new Jordans. And yeah. he's pretty amped up about it, which is very much the spirit of what, the breakers do. I'm, I'm critical here, Justin, actually, of a lot of the game day experiences when it comes to a lot of sport in New Zealand. And I think basketball's probably had the advantage of seeing how it's done in America and and the fact that you've got this, you know, basketball courts in its dimensions. But boy, the breakers do it well, and so do so do the b- basketball teams within the National Basketball League. You want entertainment, basketball does it well. Yeah, there's no question. Certainly my time in, in New Zealand the last four years, I think basketball is definitely the leader in this space. It, it is two hours of pure entertainment. You feel like, and certainly indoor venues and the way that a basketball court is set out helps, but you feel like you're on top of the action. You're, you, know, you genuinely feel like you're in the middle of it. 
And I think what the breakers do well, and certainly the you know the cells NBL and the Toyihi teams, you know what they do well is they involve the audience, they involve the crowd. So, you know, quite often as a as a family or a, or, a, or a young you know young girl or, or young boy, you know you can go along, and it's not just about the basketball. That's only one part of the entertainment factor. There's a lot of other things going on. Okay, so Melbourne United in town, they're currently 7th in the National Basketball League. What can you tell us about Melbourne United? How much of a threat are they to the Breakers? Yeah, massive threat. I mean, this is a huge game. Melbourne United season is on the line. They've got a game tonight and one game next week. They need to realistically win both to to make the top six and, and therefore make the playoffs. So this is a make or break game for Melbourne United. Uh, They touched up the breakers last time they played them. Uh, They have definitely had a better second half of the season. They've been chasing tails since they had a a poor start to the first half of the season. They're in some form uh, and they come here on a mission. They come here with one goal. They must win. On the flip side, the breakers, you know, they get the win tonight. They basically, you know, sew up a spot in the top six. So finals are on the line for them as well. It's a race in seven, maybe Adelaide in eighth, a really, really rank outside chance. But, you know, make no mistake, this is a massive game of basketball coming up tonight. Is there a benefit in being in the top four versus just being in the top six in regards to the playoffs? Well, there's a benefit of being in the top two as opposed to the top six. The positions of three through to six will play in in what is a play-in tournament. uh, and, uh, And the top two teams get to sit there and wait uh, to find out who makes it through. So definitely top two is where you want to be. Now, at the moment, the Breakers have Melbourne United tonight. They're then on the road back into Australia next week against Illawarra and Brisbane. If they win all three, they can still make second position, depending on how the Cairns Taipans uh, have uh, results over their next three games as well. Interestingly, the Taipans in their last game of the season will travel to Perth. And as we all know, the Wildcats are also trying to make the top six as well. So it is set for a cliffhanger finish. But right now, all eyes are on Melbourne United tonight because they must win. And they're taking on a Breakers team that has turned their form around in the last seven to ten days. All of a sudden, they're back winning. They look good. Uh, In that chat with Simon Edwards this morning, we were just contemplating whether tonight's Breakers team, uh, where they have every player available... Is it the first time that the full roster has been available uh, for a home game this season? And when you take into account COVID over the last two years, this might be the first time a Breakers team has Mm. had their full roster available for the last few years at home. Mm. How big psychologically was it for the Breakers to beat the Kings last week? Yeah, huge. Um, You know, I spoke about this last week and... Uh, it really was, I think, the, the the turn of confidence that they needed. They'd lost, what, four in a row. Uh, they needed something to change. They hadn't been playing overly bad, but shots weren't dropping. A few turnovers, giving up some offensive rebounds. There were little things that needed to be fixed. And, you know, as as we know in sport, it is about confidence. It's about momentum. You get confidence and momentum at the right time things can get on a roll. That went over the Sydney Kings. This team is up and flying again. Mm. Okay, so in terms of the contrasting styles, are we likely to see contrasting styles tonight between the way Melbourne play their basketball versus what the Breakers are doing? Yeah, not too dissimilar. I mean, both got outside shooting threats. You know, we, we know Chris Goulding is an absolute star 
of the competition. If he gets going, look out. Um, they've got some wily old heads in that Melbourne United team. So they've also got some athleticism and, and some really good imports. Not too dissimilar to what the Breakers uh, roll out as well. If the guns come to play for both teams, uh, there's every chance it's going to go down to the wire. Both teams can really ramp up the defence as well. So not sure whether it's going to be a tight, low-scoring game or whether the floodgates are going to open at some stage. But uh, it's going to be a tough battle, no matter which side of the fence you sit on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if just talk to us about those players. I just had a text come in. Who are those players for the Breakers that are now back on deck that perhaps they have been missing, that perhaps has impacted perhaps depth, depth on the bench or even their starting lineup? Yeah, well, Barry Brown Jr., you know, one of their star imports and arguably one of their best players this season um, has been out for some time. He came back in against the Kings. Izzy Arthur, uh, young Kiwi guard, star of the future. He's come back home, um, you know, obviously was playing with South East Melbourne Phoenix previously. He's, you know, really turned in some good games this season. He missed a couple. He came back in. Both of those players didn't play against the Sydney Kings. Uh, they're both back up and going now. And uh, they're going to figure prominently tonight. Will McDowell-White, for me, has been the real centrepiece for the Breakers this season. He's the court-martial. He's really come on in his own progress and development. And he could be the telling factor tonight for the Breakers up against Melbourne United. Mm. Justin Nelson, as always, thank you for your time on the program this morning. Cheers. All the best. Yeah, I'll try and behave myself tonight with my youngsters. <laughs> yeah, no, my, my young guy, he's just about to turn 90. He's mad keen on his basketball. He's not a bad little footballer. He likes a lot of surfing when we live out at Murawai, but he's just mad keen on his basketball. So he's got his Lakers gear that he got for Christmas, and then he saved up a whole lot of money and went out and bought a Kevin Durant Brooklyn Nets sort of sleeveless top with the Jordan logos on it. And yeah, he couldn't be more excited. We did manage to get him along to a Tuatara basketball game last year, and he loved that as well. It's a big, big sport, basketball, isn't it? It is amazing just how big it is. I've said this a number of times on the program, but I was talking to John Ackland, rugby league legend, heavily associated with the Warriors and one of the original sort of founders of that club. John these days um, teaches at St Peter's College here in Auckland, and he was sort of saying to me that he'd noticed a drop-off in the number of kids taking up league and rugby, and maybe because of the concussion issues, uh, maybe because of the size factor, maybe just simply because there are more sports to choose from. But he said, if we built 80 basketball courts, we'd fill every one of them. And I think that's right. And don't underestimate the Stephen Adams effect. And I know that Stephen gets a bit of controversy because people say, oh, he should be playing for the Tall Blacks. It's like, yeah, but hang on a minute. Don't underestimate what this guy is doing for basketball. Understand he's a $30 million a year player. The Memphis Grizzlies do not necessarily want him playing for the Tall Blacks against, you know, some of these lesser basketball nations in a lot of games that often don't necessarily have a lot of weight or meaning to them. They've invested in him. I get it. Leave Stephen Adams alone. Yeah, no, I agree with you there, mate. I mean, he does do so much for the sport uh, already just for the exposure of it. You know, he'll come back home to New Zealand in the off-season and he does the camps with the kids and, you know, he sort of connects with the New Zealand community that way as well. And he's just a really good endorsement and ambassador for New Zealand. Whether he, I mean, he's probably aware of it now. He's uh, long enough into his career. But, you know, people look up to Stephen Adams, both here and mm. around the NBA in that. He is a very beloved figure, and he really 
he puts himself in a good light and he knows and weirdly, he, he knows how to play a villain as well. That's kind of what he's been doing with the Grizzlies. Uh, he's been put into a different role, and he knows how to work it, but he's still being Steve. I say this about the Tuatara baseball. You know, softball's always been the dominant game here, but we've got Kyle Goloski out of New Zealand, who's, um, I think, just been signed by the Phillies. He's going to play AAA, which is one tier below the majors. But I've said that if we get one, but one genuine player out of this country who's come through the system here, makes the major leagues, is an infielder, is getting regular time, starts doing well, you watch how many people suddenly jump on the baseball bandwagon. Because in this country, we love to be recognised on the international stage. We love a New Zealander doing well in America. Mm. And it'll be no different here. And that'll put some real challenges on softball. And the biggest problem with baseball will be keeping up with the demand in regards to facilities and resource. Yeah, and if, uh, <laughs> it was last week when uh, Steve Mintz came out firing uh, out towards North Harbour Stadium and that they're waiting for some of their training facilities. Uh, it does take a while for things mm. like that to happen. Uh, I'm with you on the whole basketball filling the courts thing because I covered the New Zealand uh, NBL, the South NBL, quite a lot uh, last season, the, uh, you know, the SCNZ Otago Nuggets becoming the champions. Let's not forget that. And we had the commentary on SCNZ for the finals. And, you know, I was there at NSEC and just, it was packed. It was great. I mean, the first couple of nights was definitely less because it was, I think it was like Wednesday, Thursday, but then like Friday, Saturday, there was a lot of people, a lot of excitement. And that was for, you know, teams that weren't Auckland. Mm. People were travelling to Auckland to support yeah. their teams. It's interesting, the SENZ Otago Nuggets. I've got to say, I was just 100% Auckland Tuatara. <laughs> Forget the SENZ Association, eh? It's like, sorry, I'm a Tuatara guy. I know the boys well behind the scenes. It's part of trying to drive the whole brand. I think, mate, I think you can be forgiven for that. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of the Tuatara basketball team as well. I'm a big fan of what uh, Aaron Young has done with that squad, and I'm glad that he is sticking around because I think what they're doing is great for both basketball and baseball in New Zealand. And, I mean, we've just seen a lot of that. It's going to keep growing. We know how much basketball in New Zealand is is doing well. The women's competition with the Toihi doing really good too. And it's just really building that platform for future generations.